0: Secrets. Episode 8, the final episode. I awake to the abundance of rain, splattering noisily on my window pane, like hot oil bubbling angrily in a congested frying pan, spewing its content as it does so. Drip, drip, drip. The sound of the rain steers me out of my sleep. I see the clock through blurred eyes, 6 am. I wish I could lie in today just for a few more hours. My brain realises that this would be virtually impossible. I roll over in bed, soaking up my luxurious covers, wanting to stay in bed a little longer. Purple, my cat, scratches excitedly at the door. She needs feeding. I am awake. Lazily, I poke a toe out from the corner of my duvet cover, gauging the temperature of my room. I jump out of bed, ignoring the cool breeze of the morning air, and head straight to the bathroom, showering instantly. I enjoy the sweet smelling lava of soap as it hits my face, my neck, and then my feet. I dress hurriedly, walking swiftly, and only pausing for breath, as I reach the door of the clinic. I wasn't expecting to see Bissy towering above me, her hand blocking the entrance of the building. Follow, she says, a smile developing slowly across her face. I jump startled, not expecting to see her. Bissy, I say, unable to hide my surprise. My startled state appears to amuse her all the more. I check my watch as I try to maneuver her hand, almost touching the tip of my nose. I have arrived an hour earlier. My eyes dart around, trying to find a way out. Across the road, I notice that the coffee shop has already opened. We do not have a scheduled session today, Bissy, I say to her empathically. I am aware, she says matter of fact me, but I simply need to see you. It won't take long, she says, her voice becoming a seductive whisper, 15 minutes at the most. I know a lovely coffee shop, says Bissy, just around the corner and on the right. She begins to lead the way. I follow her hesitantly, scurrying along, trying to catch up with her, as she walks quickly and confidently along. We pass the colourful marketplace, the fruit stall with its shiny red apples and oranges neatly stacked in a row. The bananas, their yellow skin glistening in the early morning sunshine. We reach a coffee shop, but Bissy doesn't stop, hurrying along she beckons to me to keep following. She is wearing a flowing white skirt and the light breeze toys with it as we meander through the narrow streets of East London. At one point, she hastens her pace, almost running along. I increase mine to match hers, now becoming curious as to where she is leading us to. I have changed my mind, Foller. I wanted to show you where I call home. I am about to protest, but it meets a, here we are, Foller, please come in. I take in her street, pretty and traditional, a desired location. Her pavement is clean and the, the pavement is cobbled and all the houses are similarly aligned with pots of pretty colourful flowers placed neatly into, onto them. This's front door is painted a bright yellow with a large black doorknob. She scuffles in her bag, bringing out a large key. She slides it into her keyhole. We step into her home and a sweet fragrance engulfs me. Her living room is large. It's modern with raw brick walls. I spot a large naked picture on the wall. I step closer and notice that it is busy. I turn away suddenly and a feeling of shame engulfs me remembering the encounter in the counseling room. Milk and sugar, Bissy shouts from the kitchen. I do not respond, wondering why I am here. I stand trance like, looking down at the immaculately polished wooden floors. No sugar. Thank you, I mutter, almost to myself. She saunters out of the kitchen, coffee in hand, a blue expensive mug held firmly in her right hand careful, it's hot, she says gently. I am again overwhelmed by her beauty and the luxury of her stunning home. I begin to feel a little woozy. I look around the home and see a small two-seater settee overlooking her pristine garden. I take a seat. Are you okay, Bissy? Bissy asks me kindly. Yes, I say, not wanting to let her know how uncomfortable I am feeling. I am, I am conscious of being in Bissy's home, my client, and that I shouldn't be here. I feel uncomfortable, but Bissy appears to be very relaxed. I want to show you something, Foller, she says, as she rushes up a flight of stairs. Her legs like the wind, making a loud noise as she climbs them, two at a time. I am tempted to leave, but fixated, I stay. Follow, she shouts from upstairs. Come on up. I pretend not to hear, trying to make sense of my surroundings, touching the beautiful velvet furnishings, looking at the immaculate decor, the pictures, and taking in the alluring smell, the same smell that lingers in the counseling room when Bissy has left. I walk towards the naked picture, of Bissy on the wall and as I peer closer I notice that her withered arm is no longer hidden but is on full display, just as elegant as every part of her. Her eyes are bewitching, staring at me, torturing me. Do you like it Bissy asked, standing close behind me? I can feel her warm breath on my neck. What made you bring me here? I respond slowly, turning around to meet her gaze. She has changed into a silky nightgown. It's white and clings seductively to her petite body. I wanted to give you this, she says, handing me a very small package. I wanted to hand it to you on my last day of therapy, but I didn't know how to. I sit down, my hands trembling, wondering again why I am here. Thinking of the risk and the danger, I pose to both myself and Bissy. I sit down and take a long swig of the coffee. I stand up quickly and head to the door. Goodbye Bissy, I say determinedly. I open the door, hearing her say something but not wanting to turn back. I open it and slam it shut, feeling both anger and relief flood over me. I run down the cobbled streets and do not look back until I reach my practice. I see my supervisor Uche waving at me frantically across the street. I rush into her arms and burst into tears.